0: Hey, guess what?
1: It's ghosticles time. It's ghosticles time. It's ghosticles time.
0: I'm a little We stuffy. sound like
1: shit. You sound fine. <laughs> I do not sound fine. I sound like the guy that they used to use in those smoky commercials to like warn people
0: not like, to smoke. Don't take, no.
1: don't smoke.
0: See, you have to change your voice to make that sound, so no. You but don't barely, sound
1: like but that. barely do no. I have to change it because it's like right now. Turns out, um, doing six cons in eight weeks does a number on your health. Does it? Yeah. Interesting. I think I've just been carrying. It did a number
0: on my health. What are you doing?
1: Giving it to you, I, I guess. Don't I'm, like just, it. I'm just like coming home, and you have your own cons that you're coming back from. So between uh, the two of us, we're like a little. We're like a petri dish of different types, different regional con funks. Right.
0: I feel like. I might have just been hungover from the last one a lot. Same. But.
1: I also flew the first class coming back, which doesn't happen very often. But when it does, I'm like. Welcome to being drunk. Yes, I will have um, yet another vodka soda. Appreciate you.
0: <laughs> Did you want another one? I do.
1: When they I ask do. me, I just don't want
0: to. I don't want to be rude and say I no. I don't want to be rude and say
1: no. It's like, I, I want to be a good guest. That's right. I want to be a gracious guest.
0: Did you fear that there were ghosts on the plane while you were on it? This time?
1: Not when I was drinking. No, uh, see, it makes things better. <laughs> um,. We did. I... We, threw, we flew through a hellacious line of thunderstorms coming oh, back from Florida, that's always and fun. I was like, and I so I couldn't drink. They they uh, delayed service. Oh yeah, uh, until after we'd cleared it because about thirty minutes into the flight. He's going to be like, yeah, go ahead and everyone like sit down. Uh, flight attendants too. And when they when he tells the flight attendant to sit down, you're like, shit. Yeah, and it was terrifying. We see lightning everywhere and just flying right over it, and I was like, huh, oh, okay.
0: Oh. As, long as, as long as the plane doesn't shake, that's what.
1: Well, but the plane was shaking. Yeah, that's. I don't like that either. I don't like that. I'm fine on a plane unless we're flying through or over a storm and it's rocking the plane back and forth. It makes me nervous. Yeah.
0: I, now, I want to be clear. I am not sick. No. I'm having an allergic reaction to something. I glitter. think it's you glitter. You just inhaled
1: glitter. The herpes of crafting.
0: Yeah. We found some really cute wrapping paper at Container Store,
1: which their,
0: their wrapping paper is amazing. It can't
1: is be contained.
0: Expensive as fuck. Yeah, but it's really thick and it folds really nicely. And if you have a tendency to be overcritical about wrapping paper, your own really—that's uh,
1: so why I do use gift bags. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Uh, I'm really particular about it, and I just love how it creases in it's. And they had these mm. ones that had some glitter on it, and I thought that would be good for the girls. So I took it out of the bag, <sighs> and I was covered. I was bombed. I had been bombed with glitter and it's been up my nose for three days and all i did today was pick up a package to show my brother to show jean luc that there was glitter everywhere and immediately i started sneezing i was like a sniffed glitter when i was in this corner of the room
1: you know there's a there's a word for that there's a term uh, because people that work in the park and magic kingdom we knew someone that was, like, one of the Cinderella's, like, hair, like fairy godmother salon or whatever. There's a place where, you like, you can go get yourself all done up. We and have to do that. And there's glitter. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm all for it. Yeah. But, because um, I, so, Brandon and I were in Disney last, uh, this past uh, week. And, and it was really fun. Except, well, we went on, we went to the Magic Kingdom on Monday. And that was a big fucking no. Because so did everyone else in the goddamn world. And uh, apparently, but, so we left and went to like Animal Kingdom and came back to Magic Kingdom later in the evening when it was a little less- um, Crowded. Hellish.
0: Children needed naps. But anyway- When they, is nap a, time? That's when, when it I want
1: to go. T- when was my fucking nap time is what I wanted to know. But <laughs> um, we had a good time. There's a thing though, In the, there's a thing that some employees of the park call Glitter Lung they mm. get because they work with so much glitter all the time that it's like, oh yeah, you inhale it. like Like a coal miner getting black lung
0: you get glitter.
1: You get glitter, love. Oh. It
0: right does now, the same
1: thing to you. It's just much nicer to the coroner when they have to do the autopsy. Oh, then they go,
0: oh, well, that's, oh, that's, a, that's a, a surprise. That. A present inside your guts.
1: Um, <laughs> mine
0: is I can just feel on my right nostril, up by my eye, is where it, it is. And it's just burning. It's oh. wh- You know what I mean? That sneezy is this, burn. Is there just
1: like a wad of glitter? stuff? <laughs> there <laughs> it
0: has to be. I don't know, but that's what it feels like. And so i like sniffy... a homeopathic
1: remedy for it can like instead of glitter can you I don't know get something really tacky to, like it... just wipe over <laughs> your face and the glitter will naturally come out and, like
0: like like just put an Elmer's glue cap up my nose and just no, see if I it was collects thinking, everything like, or... What's what's the
1: opposite of glitter? And like Oh, you mean terms. like if you like, want to
0: neutralize spice put vinegar in it that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, so
1: like what's the vinegar tartan, instead of like yeah what like just use something tartan. Oh, wipe <laughs> your nose with like a tartan cloth, and the glitter will. Automatically Put houndstooth
0: disappear. up there, and
1: then it'll grab it. <laughs> well, no, then Jack will just Jack, tackle the glitter, the glitter out of you.
0: Jack hates houndstooth. He's, it's unnatural, he, and it's one of my favorite things.
1: I was wearing something that had just a little houndstooth accent on the collar, and we almost couldn't be friends.
0: Yeah, he was like, "What the fuck is on your?" It was great. It
1: was funny. It was great. Anyway, okay,
0: so, so really glitter really quickly, lung. You have glitter lung, I have and, glitter I, lung and I just and have. Nostril.
1: Yeah, and I just have hotel air voice. Yeah. Yeah. Hotel air is dry.
0: It's not as bad as Vegas air because it's recycled cigarette.
1: My sorry, my brother-in-law is staying, well, future brother-in-law is uh staying in a hotel over the weekend and he sent me all these pictures of things. He's like, people have been murdered in this room. Yes. And all he's his pictures check all the goddamn boxes I that we've it. discussed on this show. I love it. Yeah, and he's like, Wow, thanks. I'm like, what would I do without you? I'm like, sleep well, I imagine. Yeah,
0: probably. Uh so Darcy. Uh, wrote us a story from Pittsburgh last Ghosticles. Yes, yes. And we were talking about how Mark, uh, was his foot was stomped and that it could have been a horse stomping it.
1: right, right. So
0: let me be clear, because both Darcy and Mark and another friend all messaged me to say I got that wrong.
1: (laughs) Now, just so
0: everybody knows... The
1: watchdogs.
0: Pittsburgh... That convention was eighteen and up. their alcohol was a flowing
1: <laughs> it so
0: stuff i ca- I came by that misunderstanding naturally. It was vodka so <laughs> I apologize. I was wrong. It could <clears throat> not have been the horse stomping his foot because they were not in the old barn at the time and that's probably why she didn't include it because she was she knows her story because she was
1: sober. whatever the ghost yeah. horse could have been somewhere else.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's true. So I wanted to say okay. that first. <laughs> not in the barn. Yes. Not the horse. It's okay. A,
1: thank you for that errata. Uh,
0: and then I wanted to get into the beginning of last week's episode, which was our panel. At, yeah. Live show at uh, Minneapolis. We had the best time. Um, It seems so like much fun. people can hear how much fun we had with that. Um, But I opened up with a story that Aqua wrote about her daughter Casey passing away yeah. and some of the, the stuff from there. and it And it went on... Um, And I wanted to include the rest of her message with the opening. Sometimes things work better as an opening, and then sometimes things work better as email. And yeah. I don't it know. It's kind of hard you, to judge you just have to find their what context. that is. And so I was like, I'll just split this one up, and we'll do both of them. So that's what we're doing. I like this that. First one's the rest of the message from Aqua. Before Casey passed away, we were staying with friends who had set us up in a comfortable one-room basement apartment they had. We had our own kitchen, and because we are sort of cave dwellers anyway, it suited us just fine. However, that summer was already quite hot, and the air conditioning didn't really work well in our room, so we would leave the door open. One night, we were lying in bed, just about to fall asleep, and I realized that the door was moving. But it wasn't moving back and forth. It didn't just move a little. Every few seconds, it would move about two to three inches, then stop. This repeated several times before I told my boyfriend he needed to go see what was happening. He just laughed and insisted that I do it. Terrified, I went to the door and found that the rotating fan was pulling the door toward it every time it moved by. Best Uh, ghost story I have, hands down, even though it makes me feel very silly.
1: (laughs) But,
0: and this is a big one, there were two things that were very, very scary that happened before the fan incident that primed me to expect something scary. One night while I was playing games, my mouse suddenly flew out of my hand and landed about four feet away, hard enough to make the batteries pop out. Two days later, I was sitting in the same spot and a beautiful Murano glass pendant that my daughter, Andy, had gotten me for Mother's Day loudly cracked right down the middle. Oh. I was leaning back in my chair, talking to my boyfriend, and it just broke. Broke.
1: Did you say broke? I just said broke. But... <laughs>
0: That is not what Aqua said because That's the Benadryl. she is literate. It's
1: so The Benadryl is just <laughs> trying to be an editor.
0: Um, Mother's Day weekend was the last time I saw Casey alive. From the time the ne- necklace broke to a few days later when I received the call that she passed, I was in a very deep funk. When some of my coworkers asked me what was wrong one day, I was barely able to keep from crying. I just didn't know what to say. It felt like something was wrong. Casey's death was unexpected. She died from a seizure while staying at her grandmother's home. Oh. But I believe something was trying to tell me that something was going to happen. Something very, very wrong.
1: Oh. Oh. So that was the
0: rest of that. I wanted to include it.
1: I'm glad you did. Um,
0: I'm sorry that I had to do it while um, sneezing glitter. Aqua, I'm so sorry. <laughs> 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 Apologize for that. Okay.
1: It's very pretty. She sneezed glitter yeah. all over the, the yeah. all over the office now. It's great.
0: And now with more updates.
1: More updates. And this is a long one too.
0: This is a good one. Uh
1: it is good one. And a lot of a lot of uh, creepy. Good true crime history in here too, which I love. So this comes from Jeannie, uh, Jeannie, right? Jeannie. Uh, Jenny. Sorry, Jenny I read it as Jeannie, but Jenny.
0: Jenny wrote the dog,
1: right? With the little yeah. Yeah, the beautiful, beautiful dog story, and the one that
0: made everybody cry, and they're like, I wasn't ready. It was oh, very right. early on.
1: Right, very early okay. on, and and Bryce with Jenny related the story of the the orbs that they saw, and they saw the blood in the street, like that from someone who'd actually been murdered not far from their home. Um, so this is kind of. Uh, Ginny decided to do more research into, you know, the bridge nearby, um, the town. What basically the murder that they witnessed. So it's and it's discussed in the last episode. If yeah, you heard the it, last you should hear story it. is yeah is Bryce's story. Is Bryce's story. So
0: and it was some to sum up. Basically, they were. He woke up. There was orbs in his room. Yeah. Um, it was real creepy. Later, found out that their neighbor had been stabbed to death and had run past his window past their house the front yeah. of their house uh
1: and they saw blood blood that she's already been like, stabbed
0: yeah. and then the guy followed her and finished it
1: uh, so oof. uh
0: that oof. it was very creepy very brutal yeah and so that's
1: that's a sum, right sum up. so um and Bryce is Ginny's brother correct? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, so uh, Ginny says, "Spooktacular salutations, Michael and Jamie." Bryce related the very real story of our final days in Connecticut before we moved to Minnesota. Shall we call that the tale of the predictive orbs? Yes, we shall, Ginny. Um, at the panel about the <laughs> uh, at the panel about two stories, and my brother learned, uh, leaned across the table. This is the panel in, in, that we were doing in uh, in Minnesota. And at the panel about two stories in, my brother leaned across our table and whispered, should I tell the story from Connecticut? My eyes went wide and I whispered back, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad he got the chance to. It's not a story I could tell as the orbs had politely avoided my adjacent bedroom. Thank you very much. All I witnessed was the very real trail of blood running down Dewey Avenue in the daylight. By the way, our bedrooms were in front of the house facing that street, which means the victim and possibly her killer passed within 50 feet of our windows. (gasps) Comforting thought for the 13-year-old me of that year. I suppose mom thought the blood trail was enough and didn't immediately tell me about the orbs Bryce had witnessed prior because of my wonderful <laughs> you brother's- You know,
0: she's seen the blood. She's seen <laughs> like, that planning. She's plenty. had enough. She's She's done. had enough. Um, <laughs> Someone stick a fork in her. She said, no, don't do that. That's inappropriate. Right.
1: She's like, I guess it did it because, like, Bryce, uh, blah, blah, blah. like, uh, um, My wonderful brothers decided that poltergeist movies were a great way to uh, watch, to, uh, great movies to watch while they babysat me. So, yeah, <laughs> ghosts were a very taboo subject for me as a kid, um, as well as the serious problem with a compulsion to glance in any mirror I saw. Uh, I get that.
0: I so right. fucking get that.
1: Right? Um, da, 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 I think da, it's da.
0: bullshit when movies put things in the background of a mirror.
1: It's. I think it's a very clever thing. I mean, because um, it, it's, it's, it's totally a device, terrifying. But it's terrifying. It's, yeah. Though I have clearly conquered the fear of ghosts, we did all talk about the orbs that precluded the event later on, much to my fascination. Uh, that retold tale sparked a thread, uh, as we hadn't ever learned the rest of the story concerning the murder. So, guess what I spent Sunday doing. Welcome I sat down. To our <laughs> right. I sat down thinking it would be a quick search to line up the dates. Ha! <laughs> I was fucking wrong about that little rabbit hole. We left August 30th, 1991, shortly after Hurricane Bob hit on the 19th, which meant we had to re-clean. Um, we had to clean up our Navy housing for inspection. My father had retired from submarine service that year, 21 years stationed in uh, Groton, that rhymes with rotten. That's how I know it's spelled right. Um, Well, let me just say that during my search for information, shit got real. (laughs) How about a little hysteria?
0: Share it with us. Don't
1: mind if you do, Jenny, my dear. Please, do our work for us. The bridge Bryce referred to where the woman's stabbed body was found is Gold Star Memorial Bridge. Uh, Should be called Gold Star Murder Beacon, if you ask me. The groton side of that house was a rather short distance, as the crow flies, from our house. Um, The groton side of that bridge was a rather short distance as the crow flies from our house. I have included a Google Map image pointing to our house and the spot where (laughs) bodies have been found. (laughs) Yikes. Uh, She says, feel free to post it. The plural should give you a hint that this is going places. The map shows how close that point was. It was amusing when Mom and I spoke about this the other day. She told me that bridge was too far away. I laughed and told her, not if you cut through the woods. (laughs) 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 Roughly a half mile is nothing to adventurous kids. Needless to say, this is yet another activity my mother hadn't known her children had done. We
0: still did that, even with... All of the children being kidnapped and the satanic panic and everything, we still went outside and played all over the neighborhood. Because as a
1: kid, you're like, let's see if there's anything to this. To give you an idea of how slick we were living in Navy housing, there's this thing called the Wives Club. Before the era of cell phones and hover parents, it's how they kept track of neighborhood kids. This organization of mother hens and their white box chicken coops playing telephone tag through their windows reporting uh, whose kid was doing what, where. Oh, yeah, mom listens to this podcast as I got her hooked on it. Love you, mom. (laughs) Hi, Mom! (laughs) Anyway, it was tricky to get away with shit with that many eyes on you, and yet Bryce, Sean, and I, the youngest, managed to get away with quite a lot. Skipping rocks into the river from under that very bridge was one of the activities Mom didn't know that we had done until we were adults. We also went down by the old fellow's home, which is just off the northwest shore of the map. Had we been more aware of the history we might (laughs) not have been quite so cavalier about
0: things. Doubtful, you definitely would have gone.
1: I would have. Okay. Dramatically
0: so t- cavalier, though.
1: <laughs> okay, so our key element in this is the bridge, and the amount of activity down there might explain the orb's strange flight pattern. Ooh. Gold Star Memorial Bridge spans the Thames, soft th, not like the hard t in England's Thames, because uh, New Englanders, we are rebels about everything. <laughs> <laughs> Um, It's the largest in Connecticut. It connects Groton and New London and is integral to the components of the New London naval base along both banks of the river. It's actually two bridges, north and south, but the structure is called by the singular name. It is also the only bridge across the Thames for quite a distance. Or is it Thames or Thames? I'm going to say Thames because I'm also a rebel. Leaving either the ferry or a very long drive is the only option to cross. Together it's about 6,000 feet wide, 11 lanes of traffic, and even has pedestrian crossing. We'll get to that later. First span was constructed in 1943. That was the current northbound side, but allowed traffic both ways until uh, they had to expand. Later in 1973, the second expanse for the southbound lane was completed. In 1951, it was dubbed the Gold Star Memorial Bridge, honoring the armed forces based out of Groton, New London, and Waterford, who laid down their lives in both World Wars and the Korean War.
0: You get a bridge! (laughs) Sorry.
1: That's true. Um, (laughs) You get a street named after you. You get a bridge! Okay, so we're already off to a great start by dedicating the bridge to the deceased. Right. Now, let's get into the oopsies ghost material. During the during the construction of the initial span, when they were constructing the piers in the water, they used cofferdams. On August 12th, 1941, George Hendricks reported for his first day on the job and went to work on Pier 26. Uh,
0: I have a bad feeling.
1: He was 18 feet down, right? They don't, people don't, history doesn't remember a good day. Um, (laughs) He was 18 feet down when a tugboat passed by and the wake broke over the cofferdam. He wasn't alone when the timbers and steel beams meant to keep them safe collapsed.
0: Oh no! 10
1: men were trapped in the wreckage. Nine (gasps) swam to the surface with seven injured. George's body surfaced four days later. Oh wow. There is an urban legend that a man was entombed in the cement of the piers. This story is likely the origin of that tall tale. All told, the construction took the lives of five men. Three slipped and fell into the river in separate incidents, as well as one more fall, assuming not into the river. Not many details on these. From 1951, there was a 20-year suicide bridge era, and Gold Star had its share with 17 jumpers. Wow. In 1967, they erected a suicide fence to prevent that. Due to recent reports, is isn't working. um, Oh, no. As there have been many who've ended their lives in the cold water of the Thames, including a mother who apparently killed her six-year-old daughter on May 24th, 1988, and then jumped to her death from the span.
0: I can almost feel her hopping from one Mm. story to the other as it goes deeper, deeper, deeper on the Right? It
1: happens. It happens. Incidentally, have you ever... There's a documentary called The Bridge, and it's a very controversial documentary, and it's very... um, dark obviously and depressing but it's about the golden gate bridge and the mm. high incidence of suicides and it includes a lot of footage of people jumping oh wow that's captured because people see it all the time well, yeah
0: it's a you know and a tourist favorite. will catch
1: it and stuff so it's a, it's a it's a it's a very interesting and i think very uh deep look into what drives a person to do that and the effect it has right on the community and everyone else but it's um it's a very sobering documentary. Highly recommend it if you can stomach that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, sorry, didn't mean to. See, I go off on a tangent, and I'm not even the one doing the research in the story. <laughs> it didn't stop there, as it seems to be at least one every year, including this year. Wow. Bodies turned up. Men, women, even children. Traffic accidents are also a source of more deaths. In 1990, a cement truck fell off the bridge and Ooh. killed the driver. There have been numerous pileups, which triggered reconstruction to try and solve the problem. But the strangest trend are the bodies that end up under the bridge, and many of them are left under the Groton side. Remember, I started out merely trying to find a report on a woman's death around August 29th, 1991, when this kind of shit spreads across the page. (laughs) Sorry, I should reread that again to really capture uh, the emotion. Um, Remember, I started out merely trying to find out a report on a woman's death around August 29th, 1991, when this kind of shit spreads across the page. (laughs) Yes. That's the read. That is what we do every (laughs) week whenever we do the
0: hysteria. That is exactly what happens to us.
1: August 27th, 1978. How many times would you
0: go, and I bet, Jenny, you could tell us this, how many times do you go, Wait, what?
1: Fuck, well, now i got to clue that in, um, right? August 27th, 1978, 17-year-old Jeanette Reynolds vanishes. On March 25th, 1979, her skeletal remains are found in the marsh by a couple of boys exploring under the Gold Star Memorial Bridge. This case is still unsolved, but suspected to be part of an ongoing serial murder investigation, including at least nine victims starting in about 1968. That was, of course, way too early to apply to us, but it's not the only case. Dozens upon dozens of files, reports spanning the years, cropped up of remains found and retrieved from the waters, shore, and marsh, including multiples from this August alone. In October of 1991, surveyors found the body of an unidentified young girl wrapped in garbage uh, bags. Again, ooh, ooh. Not a garbage bag. Garbage bags. Yeah. Again, this cannot be... Uh, the file as we left August 30th, and I knew the victim had been found prior to our leaving Connecticut. Now, I could touch on the various Connecticut serial killers, including uh, Lydia Sherman, the Derby Poisoner, or the Bridgeport Killer, Emmanuel Lovell, uh, Lovell Webb, who was active from 1990 to 1994. Merely two of a rather brutal rash of murderers. It's a rough estimate that there are uh, 1,500 to 2,000 unsolved Connecticut, hom- Connecticut homicides dating back to the late 1970s and early 1980s. Wow. My eyes are open now, as I had felt safe growing up. <laughs> what the actual fuck?
0: Yeah, in Connecticut. <laughs> who knew?
1: Such a small state. that A lot of murders were such a small state. I know. 2,000 people. That's like half the population. (laughs) Um,
0: Please don't send us your letters about what your actual population is. We don't care.
1: We really don't care. You're you're a tiny (laughs) state. We're from Texas and there's a lot more of us. Anyway.
0: (laughs) At least there's a lot more space.
1: A lot more space. God knows how many bodies there are that no one finds. Anyway. (sighs) So many. The bridge appears to have been a beacon for the deceased. And here's where things get odd. Oh, here's where things get odd. Oh, okay,
0: great. Mom
1: mentioned that there had been a sailor murdered on the bridge before we'd left. Dad had brought the information home from the submarine base. And needless to say, word spread like wildfire among the community. And the wives' club decided to put the kids on virtual lockdown for a while since the killer had not been found. Mom didn't explain to me why in late July of 1991, I suddenly was banned from going any further than around the block. She didn't want to scare me. The result might've been better if she had, as I spent that time pissing her for what I felt like was being <laughs> grounded. In the midst of searching for the August, 1991 Jane Doe, I'm also looking for the sailor's death. Here's the deal. Despite looking at obituaries, cold case reports, newspaper articles, we run... Uh, I turned up nothing on either one. We run into some issues here as Groton is a smaller community and most have not, and most records have not been digitized. Um and, she's, of course, she says, I'm now half a continent away with no access to the physical records. Chances are the sailor's death might have been scrubbed from public record by the Navy. Official reports in um, official reports may be all that exists of that one. Um, or that's us say uh, physical official reports in the Naval office may be all that exists. There was a Connecticut mafia. <laughs> it's possible <laughs> that it's tied into that murder. But the woman's murder is also not showing up. Trust me. I know what happened. Though we didn't see the body, we did see the blood trail down Dewey Avenue, right in front of our windows. You don't forget analyzing what direction they were going from the droplet splash wow. pattern. That leaves a serious impression on a thirteen-year-old, which explains a lot of my writing. We got a little. <laughs> <laughs> we got a little information from the cops who had driven through the neighborhood, still looking for the murderer of the woman found roughly half a mile uh, from our house under the Gold Star Memorial Bridge. So. Here comes the orbs that lit up Bryce's bedroom two nights in a row before the event, and I ponder Michael's comment about them possibly searching for the predestined. Could it be there are other victim spirits tethered to the bridge that tried unsuccessfully to prevent the next from joining them? Uh, I ended up just barely, uh, uh, maybe they ended up just barely in the wrong place. Groton's history is old, going back to the Native American times. Not far there is mystic. Where, they often, where the often untold story of the Mystic Massacre occurred. I should have to do research on that. Yeah. That's me saying that, not me. Well, wish that had been in the textbooks. Some other entity might have been at work trying to draw attention. Our entire family is artistic from music, writing, theatrical artwork. We're already sensitive because of that. Maybe they thought there was a chance of help. Thankfully, they didn't visit my room or all of Connecticut might have known. <laughs> <laughs> Any way around it. Ignorance is apparently bliss, as I had no idea that much it had gone on around the bridge's shoreline, and by relation, our neighborhood. At this point, the full truth of the incident with the orbs tied to the murder is still unknown to us. I have put in a request for any information from the police department regarding that and the sailor's death, but this will take time, if they can even, if they can even tell me anything. The fact there is nothing public about this, and it's disturbing. Anyway, thanks again for hosting the panel and letting Bryce share his experience. I'll send along any updates I get on this case, please do, provided I don't get picked up for the searches in my search engine, after all. Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, it's a good thing I don't try to fly anywhere. I bet I'd be on the no-fly list. As always, I'll be listening to the podcast eagerly, and now Bryce is hooked, too. Stay spooky, your crazy author friend, Jenny.
0: Hey, thank you, Jenny. Thank you for doing all that research. That's... Fascinating. Too. And it's and it, that's how it always is. It's like you want to go looking for this one thing and then it's like, oh, but here are forty other options and that one thing you want to find, you can't. <laughs> it's like, thank you so much, reality. But it is weird. Like is scary to know that someone was killed two someone's were killed and not have any record of it that is really disturbing that's
1: really weird but it's times were different and my mom will tell you because she does so much genealogical research like there it's hard to find records of people especially before in smaller communities where the most you could do is like you might be able to find a mention in the newspaper But you have to go to like, it depends if that local library who saves those newspapers has had a chance or the funding to digitize them. Most of the time they don't. So they may be on microfiche. But then you have to go and like who's. And sometimes
0: too when they do that, when they digitize it, it, they'll put it in there. But a lot of times it's just. uh, a PDF of it it's not actually Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the text and so so some of them will have somebody that will just type in the entire text Mm -hmm. so that their job is just to type in newspaper articles that's what they do Um, but some people other people will just do keywords so you know you've got if you're searching you've got to know the right keyword to Mm -hmm. find what article it is
1: research is hard it
0: is it is and that's why we limit our show because Otherwise we would, we don't have, we would do it. That's all we would ever be doing.
1: We do like one, maybe one day we'll do like a series of like, we'll do a, like four podcasts in a row, all dedicated to the same subject, Yeah, like ongoing research.
0: Yes. That would be
1: really good. But we'd have to really prepare for that. Oh my God. Yeah. So also, all right, bring so, us home, bring us home.
0: All right. Last but not least is our friend Amy, who we know as having the hitchhiker.
1: Oh.
0: So Amy texted me to tell me, I saw her again. Oh my God, really? Yes. Shit. And uh, Amy's a great example of someone who has started having shit happen because they're listening to the podcast. She went on a ghost story tour with us. Yeah, she's fantastic Um, and also very funny. Yes. I enjoy her Twitter quite a bit. So, Amy. Hello, my favorite podcast. I have an update. The ghost child hitchhiker is back, and I'm freaking the fuck out.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> strap Updates. in. Update.
0: Yeah, update. Strap in, ghoulies, and let's freak out together. We need a yes. shirt that says that. strap in, ghoulies. <laughs> strap in, ghoulies. And we'll be on a roller coaster, maybe. Strap in, it. and let's freak out together. Okay, anyway.
1: Part of me feels like ghoulies is regional dialect for, or regional slang for balls. Let's do some research into that to make sure we're not sending a very different message with that t-shirt.
0: Right. We also, (laughs) strap in, not strap on. Different. (laughs) Similar, but different.
1: Strap on ghoulies are very different than strap in ghoulies. That's a whole other show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) As I've mentioned before, I live in a pretty secluded area, lots of farm and forest surrounding me. The other night, I was driving home later than usual after running some errands. It was late. I was alone, I was tired, and I was about to drive through a very thickly wooded strip of road. Uh
1: As with the previous incident,
0: I absently looked into my mirrors to check on the kids, briefly forgetting they weren't there. I smiled softly at the face in my mirror. Then my heart dropped into my stomach as I realized it was my perfect little hitchhiker. (gasps) I whipped my head around and saw nothing, though I knew she was there, seated in between my kids' car seats. I took in a long, slow breath and checked my mirror again. There she was, the same perfect periwinkle dress, the same perfect hair tied up with a perfect bow, the same perfect face, the same unnerving feeling at the sight of a tween girl wearing a dress styled for a toddler. She seemed more cheerful this time. Instead of the soft, polite style she donned last time, she gave me a toothy grin, showing me a mouthful of perfect teeth. Of course they were perfect. I couldn't keep my eyes on her for too long. I was still driving after all. But on the third or fourth glance, she lifted her petite hand and waved. A tiny, perfect little wave. Really, she just bent her fingers slightly. She tilted her head to the side and raised an eyebrow as if waiting to see how I would respond. I gasped. (laughs) I get it.
1: What kind of gasp would you do? What kind of gasp would you make if that happened? Probably. (laughs) Mine would be like,
0: (gasps) right. We gasped for a living.
1: Well, but would it be an anime guest? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the 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 two pump.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's an exhale, inhale, yeah. Right? And, and yeah, it's cl- everybody on three. Let's do it together. One, two, three. Not <laughs> real is talk your though. If I looked in my mirror and saw pumps.
1: the perfect pair, of my old child, <laughs> ghost child, yeah. waving at me, I'd be like, the fuck!
0: I would. This is what I'd go. Or I'd be like, oh, hello. I would probably go.
1: <laughs> you would
0: most likely what I would do. We'd
1: be in the car together, and I'd be like, "It's okay. She didn't mean that, Jamie."
0: <laughs> I did mean that.
1: She didn't mean you that. scared
0: Stop. the shit out of me. Did you? There didn't. are plenty of places to show. You didn't mean when to I'm scare. not driving. You
1: didn't mean to scare her, did you? There, take it back, Jamie.
0: It doesn't mean I'm not scared.
1: Oh my god! Meaning it's to a do child. it and
0: doing it. She's she's a tween, and that little bitch knows what she's doing. <laughs>
1: Also probably technically older (laughs) than both of us.
0: Right, allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) We're now back to to Amy. I gasped before I could think of what my next step should be. The row of street lamps ended and I was plunged into darkness. Like last time, the thick forest and lack of external lights made it impossible to see her in my mirrors. I still had the same breath in my lungs from my gasp. I was too (gasps) afraid to let it go. Oh, hers was an inhale gasp. (gasps) Like
1: that. (laughs) I got dizzy for a second there.
0: I know, that was rewarding. I don't understand. (laughs) I waited to hear a soft voice, waited to feel soft hands, waited for anything. Again, I felt overwhelming vulnerability. I couldn't close my eyes, cover my ears, hide or escape. The only thing I could control in that moment was my breathing. So I held that breath until a street lamp illuminated the back seat again.
1: I (laughs) left you just like, uh, uh,
0: and just holding it. (laughs) But by then she was gone and didn't return the rest of the drive home. The whole thing would have been freaky enough, but there is one major difference that really has me on edge. I was nowhere near the creepy antique store when this second incident occurred. I was miles and miles away from the store, a good 45 minute drive at least. And yet there she was. She's not
1: attached to the store anymore. She's
0: not, if she was ever attached to me,
1: yeah. Maybe Uh, she was just visiting that antique store when she saw you and she's like, oh, hello, fellow traveler.
0: Yeah, or maybe she's just been with you this whole time. And that's just the first time you saw her. I don't know. I, I feel went back like to take, I feel
1: like Amy just gasped while listening I'm to this. Sorry,
0: breathe out, breathe out, Amy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I went back to take some pictures,
0: and I have driven in that area a handful of times since, and nothing happened. And I've been, well, I have even been on the lookout for her. Also, I wasn't in my own car this time; I was driving my husband's car. So it seems she's not attached to the store, nor is she attached to my car. Could she be attached?
1: to me way ahead of you yeah we got <laughs> we got
0: the common denominators of the two incidents are late hour darkness thickly wooded areas only being able to see her in and you mirrors, and being alone and tired and you also you amy
1: and the podcast
0: and the podcast <laughs> i resolved myself to speaking to her if i see her again yes if she appeared to me twice she probably wants or needs something right Oh, I'm so freaked out at the thought of a traveling ghost. Most ghosts stick to one area or at least a general area. This one seems to be able to cover a lot of ground and I do not like it. Nope, nope, nope. I'll be sure to let you know if anything else happens. Stay spooky. Love Ooh, Amy. Be safe. Yeah, the only thing I would say is tell her not to scare you in the car. If you're in the car, say, I want to talk to you, but I got to do it later. I'm scared in the car and I don't want to get in a wreck.
1: Yeah, there may be something about there may be something about moving. Yeah, like over like the road that who knows who knows what who knows what the appearance restrictions are.
0: I know we don't know what (laughs) who
1: knows what kind of NDAs ghosts have to sign. That's
0: right, and we have no Um, idea what her certifications are.
1: (laughs) None whatsoever. What
0: she's been. Um,
1: So who knows? But yeah, I think it's important though. I don't. It doesn't sound to me like she's trying to scare you. I think you're just scared by how weird and unexpected the situation is. Like I don't don't think there's
0: someone in your backseat when there's no one in your backseat. Exactly, which is scary.
1: But it sounds to me like like. Yeah, I mean, she must want something. I know. Um, even if it's just to be acknowledged, you yeah. know, and not be scared. Maybe she, you know, and she's also, maybe she, it's as a ghost. It's got to be hard to be like, how do I do this without scaring the shit out of the person I want to talk to? Because it's going to be scary regardless, right. however gentle it is, uh, the appearance, unless someone, like, there's no way to prepare the yeah. living for you. Right. There's just not. So just, just cut her some slack. Yeah. You're going to be fine, Amy. Let's try. And if, it's not, if you're not fine, we're sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> but also keep giving us
0: that sweet sweet content it's so, it. it's so good it's so good so that's it thanks guys for listening oh, it's yeah, a little it's, bit longer because we have yeah. a, this some we updates up. but um, we really appreciate you guys
1: <laughs> and the Benadryl appreciates us
0: it does um, my nose isn't burning right now so that's Yay. fun uh, we uh, have one more podcast before Christmas
1: that's true it's next week. Yeah.
0: Holy shit! Yeah. It's, a, it's not. I'm gonna
1: do something fun. We're gonna do something more traditional
0: mm. this time. Yeah. Get ready. Get ready. It's yes. like our spin on tradition, I guess.
1: Well, it is. It's uh, well, it is That's true. Tradition. Tradition. It's.
0: Yeah. So until then, remember. It's,
1: it's okay, okay to sleep with the lights on. on. Okay.
0: I'm going to sniff really loud, Matt. Oh my God, it burns so bad!
1: Well, you're just sniffing the glitter further into your brain.
0: I can't blow it out. It won't come out.
1: (laughs) Well, not if you keep doing that. You got to put your hand over one nostril and just, I really want to just see you blow glitter out of your nostril like a party favor.
0: I appreciate your support and this my time of need.
1: (laughs) I am trying to help.
0: It feels like that.
1: (laughs) I've also
0: taken uh, Benadryl, so I am a little loopy now.
1: That's great, though. I love you when you're loopy. I love you when you're not loopy, but I think the fans love loopiness in general. Well. It
0: helps digest stories. I'm sure stories. it's, it's going to be helpful when I talk about this woman's daughter that died. Oh,
1: don't. You're going to make me cry, I'm going to eat on Benadryl. All
0: right. All right, go for Sorry, it. Sorry, Matt.
1: Just leave all this <laughs> No. It's good stuff.
0: Outtakes. <laughs> At least quiet the sniff.
1: <laughs> put an so effect. About, like, Actually, just put an effect on it, would you? I think it'd be really funny if you echo. just put an effect. Like an echo on the sniff. Like I'm sniffing down Please a well? Please do it. You know what, Matt? You just do whatever the good Lord lays on your heart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is the rest of Aqua's story.